0: That Tuesday started as a beautiful, serene, pace- peaceful September morning. The sky was blue, the sun was shining. There was a soft breeze blowing. In New York and in Washington, just like here in Blue Lake, in Arcata, and Eureka. Parents were getting their children to school. Workers were getting their next cup of coffee, beginning the activities for the day. In Boston and New York York and Washington, just like any other town in America, people were boarding planes, some on business trips, some on vacation. Barbara Olson. A well-known television commentator and a lawyer had breakfast, had breakfast with her husband, Solicitor General General Teddles, and was getting ready to go on a flight to Los Angeles. A family of four was getting ready for a vacation to Australia. They were so excited. Three school children and their teachers were on their way to Santa Barbara for an ecology conference, and their parents were so proud. Little did any of them know on that Tuesday, September 11, that it would be their last day. On this day, 15 years ago, 2,996 people lost their lives in the largest terror attack in the history of our great nation. Good morning. Welcome to Blue Lake on this National Day of Servants and Remembrance, commemorating September 11, 2001. The sermon is titled Amazing Grace. I once was lost, but now I'm found. Now, most of us can still vividly remember where we were on that morning, when the news broke of the terror attacks. I remember sitting in a sales meeting that morning and heard of a small twin-engine plane had gone into one of the towers. That was the first news story. And then driving home around 8 o'clock to pick up the kids for school, I just went into the house and and, and quickly wanted to see what was going on. I looked at the television. And I remember watching in disbelief as I saw these images of the planes going into the building. And by then, one of the buildings already had collapsed. Three weeks later, three weeks after the attacks, I visited Crotonville, New York, to attend a conference in a GE learning center. And I remember flying there on a a Sunday afternoon to JFK, and the meeting wasn't starting until that evening. So we had a few hours to kill. And I remember driving across the bridge into Manhattan. This was the first week of October. You could still see the smoke and this incredible burning smell of of burnt wire. And And the entire town, the entire city of New York smelled like that. It was an unbelievable sight. We went to the site. it was still smoking. And the smoke apparently didn't finally stop till 99 days after the attacks. Well, the Old Testament reading today was from Jeremiah 4. In which the prophets wrote, A hot wind comes from me out of the bare heights. I looked, and behold, there was no one at all and all the birds of the air had fled. I looked and behold, and all its cities were laid in ruins. The heavens above grow black. Well, Jeremiah saw a lot of darkness when he wrote this in 625 BC. But on that morning of September 11th, our country was filled with fear and images of darkness. Now Tim Keller's Redeemer Presbyterian Church is located just a few miles from where the Twin Towers once stood. And his congregation was particularly impacted by the horrors of 9-11. And the Sunday after 9-11 Keller prayed, Almighty and most merciful God, you are the consolation of the sorrowful, you are the support of the weary, look down then, now, in tender love and pity on us whose joy has been turned into mourning, so that while we mourn and grieve, we may not have our hearts darkened, but rather that we may grow in wisdom and have our hearts grow in hope." Our opening hymn this morning was Be Still, My Soul. The Lord is on thy side. And on his national day of remembrance, this beautiful hymn, sung on the melody of Finlandia by Sibelius, gives a striking depiction in moments of adversity and darkness. Yet, it also provides hope and the glorious prospect of eternal life. Our Heavenly Father wants all to enter into his kingdom, not just some, no, all of us. And like the shepherd of a flock of sheep, he goes out looking for that one who has gone astray. This is what brings us to today's gospel reading in Luke 15, verses 1 through 10, which can be found on page 78 in the New Testament part of the Pew Bible. So Luke 15, verse 1. Now all the tax collectors and sinners were coming near to listen to him. And the Pharisees and the scribes were grumbling and saying, This fellow welcomes sinners and eats with them. So he told them this parable. Which one of you, having a hundred sheep and losing one of them, does not leave the ninety-nine in the wilderness and go after the one that is lost? Until he finds it. When he has found it, he lays it on his shoulders and rejoices. And when he comes home, he calls together his friends and neighbors, saying to them, Rejoice with me, for I have found my sheep that was lost. Just so I tell you, there will be more joy in heaven over one sinner who repents. There are over 99 righteous persons who need no repentance. Or what woman, having ten silver coins, if she loses one of them, does not light a lamp, sweep the house, and search carefully until she finds it. When she has found it, she calls together all her friends and neighbors, saying, Rejoice with me, For I have found the coin that I had lost. Just so, I tell you, there is joy in the presence of the angels of God over one sinner who repents. There are three parables in Luke 15. The lost sheep, the lost coin, and the lost son, the prodigal son. And those three are among some of the most popular, most familiar parables in the whole Bible. Now, tax collectors and sinners had come to listen to Jesus. And Jesus welcomed them. And he ate with them. And he was hanging out with these sinful folks. Then the religious types, the Pharisees, they grumbled. And they complained. So, what does Jesus do? He starts telling stories. Not one, not two, three stories in all. First, of the shepherd with the hundred sheep who loses one. And he puts everything to the side to find that one sheep. Then he tells a story of a woman with ten coins. And if she would lose one, she would be obsessed to find that one coin. She doesn't let up. And she keeps looking until she finds that one coin. Today's reading stops right there. But Luke 15 actually rounds out this narrative with the story of the prodigal son. And in all these three stories, the emphasis, lies on the pervasive joy after the sheep and the corn are found and after the sun returns it is the manifestation of the amazing grace of our father in heaven who rejoices when anyone repents of their sins when the one who once was lost is now found Friday night, Teen Challenge had their annual fundraising banquet in Eureka. More than 300 people in the community showed up for this great event. Last year, in this one night, they raised $100,000. The tally for this year wasn't in yet. The food was great. And then, for the last few times, we have had 20 students here singing. Well, that Friday night, there were 70 students singing and giving some amazing testimonies. What a blessing. These students once were lost, but now are found by the amazing grace of the Lord our God. These parables in Luke 15 are about things that are lost. But on this morning, 15 years ago, so many were lost in a matter of hours. And let's reflect for a moment on the tens of thousands of men and women in New York City and others in in, in other parts of the world. Husbands, wives, children, rescue workers, firemen, relatives, co-workers, who were all looking for the lost, or the news of the lost, in the wreckage of the World Trade Center. Think of this retired Marine in Connecticut, David Corns, who was a senior accountant at Deloitte and & Touche. And when he was watching the news in his office on the, on the television screen, And when he saw that second plane hit the South Tower, he said, we are at war. He walked to his superior's office, his boss's office, and he said, sir, I'm going to be gone for a while. He left the office. The first thing he did, he got a crew cut, because he was a retired Marine. He had long hair, so he got the crew cut, went home, put his Marine uniform on, grabbed some supplies hopped in a convertible car, and drove straight to New York City, out of Connecticut. Since he had his screw cut, his uniform, and an open roof car, he made it through every single checkpoint. Nobody stopped him, because he was a Marine on a mission. He got to that pile of rubble and started looking, in the smoke, in the dust, and hooked up with another Marine who was doing the exact same thing. And then, when they were on a pile of rubble, they heard faint cries of help underneath 20 feet of rubble. So they started looking and digging. And eventually, they rescued Will Jimeno and John McLaughlin, two Port Authority policemen, who were stuck under 20 feet of rubble. Now think of the joy when these few survivors were rescued from the wreckage that afternoon that night God loves all his sheep the righteous and the sinners the sheep that remain in the field but also the ones that are straight God makes no distinction he loves all And and when lost God seeks us out. Yesterday I was talking to a sheep rancher who described how sheep are easily lost. When they see a green pasture on the other side of the fence, they'll do anything they can to make it through that fence. And once they get there, they don't know how to get back. And then they just start to wonder does that sound familiar? Kind of sounds like us, doesn't it? Or well, the rancher goes on the lookout for his lost sheep. And he is filled with joy every time he retrieves that sheep. Jesus said, And when the shepherd finds the sheep, he joyfully puts it on his shoulders and goes home. Then he calls his friends and neighbors together and says rejoice with me i have found my lost sheep and the woman who finds that lost coin calls her friends and all her neighbors together and says rejoice with me i have found my lost coin now earlier this year i lost my cell phone in the denver airport and after looking for 30 minutes and getting pretty freaked out, because without a cell phone, where are we nowadays, right? After 30 minutes, we went to a lost and found counter in the Denver airport. And they had a few phones there. So then the person asked me, I was together with my CFO, he said, Why don't you dial the number to make sure that yours is here? Well, I knew that just prior to losing it, I had not charged my phone. It was down to less than a minute, less than 1% of power left on my phone. So, okay, this is going to be the moment. My phone just died. Now I can't hear my number. Well, by the grace of God, there was still just enough power in that phone, and my phone rang, and I got my phone back. What a joy to get your phone back in the Denver airport in the middle of nowhere. Jesus said, I tell you that in that same way, there will be more rejoicing in heaven over one sinner who repents than over 99 persons who did not need to repent. We are the sheep. We are all valuable to the rancher. You and I, each one of us here today, this morning, or the ones listening on the internet link later. We are all valuable in the eyes of the Lord. God rejoices over each and every one of us. He shows us his amazing grace. He especially rejoices over those of us who once have been lost and now are found. And if we are feeling lost today, if we are confused and alone or frightened, if we have strayed off that path for whatever reason, raise up your voice and call out that we may be hurt, just like those 9-11 survivors under 20 feet of rubble. Call out. Because we are valuable. God is seeking us. A memorial service was was held on September 14th, 2001, in the National Cathedral Cathedral in Washington, D.C., just days after the attacks. Billy Graham gave the sermon. And he said to all those in attendance and watching across the nation, and I quote, Difficult as it may be for us to see right now, this event can give us a message of hope. Hope for the present and hope for the future. Yes, there is hope. There is hope for the present because I believe the stage has already been set for a new spirit in our nation. We desperately need a spiritual renewal in this country. And God has told us in his word, time after time, that we need to repent of our sins and return to him. And he will bless us in a new way. Then Graham continued, there is also hope for the future. Because of God's promises. As a Christian, I have hope. Not just for this life, but for heaven and the life to come. And many of those people who died this past week are in heaven now. And they wouldn't want to come back. It is so glorious and so wonderful. That is the hope for all of us who put our faith in God. I pray that you will have this hope in your heart. This event reminds us of the brevity and the uncertainty of life. We never know when we too will be called into eternity. I doubt if those people who got on those planes or who walked into the World Trade Center or the Pentagon on Tuesday thought that it would be their last day of their lives. And that's why we each must face our own spiritual needs and commit ourselves to God and His will. Well, ladies and gentlemen, as we reflect on these events 15 years ago, over 3,000 people were lost that morning. 20 of them were rescued from the rubble. They were lost and then they were found by the amazing grace of God. The shepherd rejoiced and put that lost sheep on his shoulders. The woman delighted to find that last lost coin. So our heavenly father rejoices when we repent of our sins, and turn to God, turn to Jesus, and accept Him as our Lord and Savior. Paul wrote to Timothy, I am grateful to Christ Jesus, our Lord, who has strengthened me, even though I was formerly a persecutor and a man of violence, that Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners. Of whom I am the foremost, making me an example to those who would come to believe in him for eternal life. Jesus said in John eleven twenty five, 25, I am the resurrection and the life. He who believes in me will live even if he dies. And everyone who lives and believes in me will never die. At the start of that peaceful day, 15 years ago, the people in the Twin Towers, the passengers on those four planes, and those working in the Pentagon had no idea that this would be their last day. Our Heavenly Father loves us, and He sent His beloved Son, who carried the burden of our sins, on the cross. We ask Jesus To come into our hearts, into our life, by repenting our sins and accepting Him as our Lord and Savior. There is joy in the presence of the angels of God over one sinner who repents. Amazing grace, how sweet the sound, that saved a wretch like me. I once was lost but now I'm found, was blind, but now I see. We ask the Lord our God to shed his amazing grace on the people, to heal our land, and to bless the United States of America. Amen.